This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Talk. It is Tuesday, February 25th, 2020. Well, we've seen a very volatile market, have we not? And all about the coronavirus spreading to Italy. Now, I have a feeling the coronavirus is probably going to spread everywhere. But it's amazing to me that tens of thousands of people die from from uh, the flu every year. And the coronavirus, you have a total of 2,500 people so far that's died. It just seems to be an outsized response. I understand that, you know, it's much more contagious and that, you know, that uh, it, it's a pandemic. And, you know, there's probably proper, proper worry. And I was a little less, you know, not that long ago, I felt that maybe the fears were already built in the market, but obviously they're not. So the coronavirus threat is going to be a worldwide thing and it's bringing uncertainty everywhere. So, and as I said a week ago, I was thinking that the coronavirus fears may have already taken in consideration by the markets. However, now that it's spread, that's not so. It's still taking place. Now, I'm thinking once we've had, what, 6% correction in two days or so, I'm thinking this is going to set itself up to be a very good buying opportunity. I just don't know when that might happen. I mean, we don't know when, how much more damage is it going to do. I mean, it's only been 6%. You know, it feels bad because it happened over a couple of days. But, you know, it's only 6%. So, I'm thinking a normal correction is 10. And will we might, will we get 15 out of this coronavirus? See, we don't know. I don't know. Everybody's worried that it's going to have a big impact on the world economy. And it very well could. Anyways, I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you can call me today this hour. This is a call-in show. This is we call it Invest Talk radio program and podcast. And my company, KPP Financial, uh, produces it. I can help you become a better investor. That's the goal. One way Justin and I do that, are able to, to do it, is implementing our philosophy of independent thinking and shared success with you. We are different from other investment advisors because... We are dedicated to unbiased guidance, and we only recommend this, uh, recommend investments and strategies that we implement for ourselves. So we write along the same stocks, same bonds, same, and then all the programs as our clients. That's different. So it's really simple. Really, we call it parallel investing. And of course, the aim is to do well together. That's the aim. So if I'm, you know, we we've been pretty cautious for uh, for a while, thinking that the market is overbought, and we're probably going to wait. You've heard me on the radio; it's overbought, probably going to correct. I can't tell you when or how much, but can't be that far away. And well, now it's here. Just don't panic. This is the key to successful investing. Don't panic out if you don't have money on the sidelines already. You know, to 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 get back in when the time's right. Don't just sell out everything or half of your positions. I mean, that's panic selling. That doesn't work. Never has worked. Because then you don't know how to get back in or when to get back in. You don't. Okay. 
It is a call in show. I'd love to hear your calls. 888 99Chart. We're live. 888-992-4278. We're taking anything, any questions you might have that is financial. And real quick, let me ask you to save a particular date, March 20th. I will be in San Jose day after tomorrow. But Justin will be there on March 20th. March 20th, Justin Klein will be meeting with listeners in San Jose, California. Um, and be happy to do that. And if you go to my website, we have other updates coming up. So you can see different dates where I'm going to be. And we'll be announcing those as they come close. So Justin will sit down with you, go over your portfolios with the objective of helping you optimize its performance, explain how we manage money and give you ideas and that kind of thing. And there's no cost, no obligation. You know, you know, this is just a consultation. But you've got to register soon at investtalk.com. So March 20th for Justin in San Jose. Yes, I will keep in my February 27th day open day after tomorrow. I'll be there, but I'm fully booked. And I sent out emails to see if anybody wanted to cancel, and apparently not. So I still don't have any times available. My main talking point today concerns this report. Some of the world's biggest economies may be on the brink of recession. This coronavirus could easily push them into recession. They were already hurting. As the coronavirus continues to spread, there are signs that some of the world's top economies could slide into recession. So, which ones are those, and what are we talking about? I'll give you my perspective on that. And, of course, i got other talking points. How about um, top the top medicine technologies? You know, we got 5G rolling out, and we've got technologies in the medical field that are in the next 10 years are going to be massive changes. And so, I'm going to give you some ideas about that. Not going to give you stock ideas, but maybe things to look for. In your 50s, in your 50s, there is clearly age discrimination. Okay? Especially in a recession, you need to be prepared. Because if you're in your 50s and you get laid off, and I got statistics to prove that it'd be very difficult. And have we lost control of the coronavirus? I'm going to talk about how many people and where and statistics. And side jobs and retirement, I never got to that last week, so I'm going to get to that this today, hopefully. Those are the things I want to talk to you about. The market was down today, again, down 879 points for the Dow, 256 points on the, on the NASDAQ, and 98 points on the S&P. Uh, I think this is the third day in a row, two bad days, but even on low as it Friday, it was down Dow was down two hundred and twenty eight points. So it's pretty bad. But don't panic. Stay calm. Let's go to Andre in Los Angeles. How you doing, Andre? Hi. I had a question about uh I had two questions. One about Intel and uh another one with uh those of us that have uh, cash, how do you go about buying? At what point do you start buying or do you buy little by little on the way down or what do you think? That's a very good question. That second question, we'll talk about Intel in a second. That's a very good question. We had a meeting on that just today. My, my, my Justin, myself, Jason, Nick, we all sat around and we talked about 
when would we start stepping in? And to be frank, we're probably going to start stepping in pretty soon, Andre, but we're going to do it slowly. And we're going to do it in areas we first talked about maybe adding to, uh, uh, we have one of our programs that's pretty heavy in gold, then adding some of our gold positions to the other programs because that would probably do well even in a down market. But also, you know, we are talking about what we can start adding and probably do it fairly soon, but be very slow about it. We have quite a bit of cash to put to work, and I, you know, I want to make sure that I don't want to buy it. I don't want to jump in. So, Andre, if you find something that's really good, jump in. You know, go ahead and buy it. You know, and it's made a nice, you know, fall to a nice support line or something. Yeah, you could try it. You want to talk about Intel and manufactures microprocessor chipsets, big, big company, $255 billion in size. The most recent quarter, uh, December quarter, the sales grew 8%. They're going to make $4.99 and it's a $59 stock. So the stock price is fairly inexpensive, okay, at around 7, 8 PE, uh, 8 times, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, no, more like 11, 12 PE. So that's fairly inexpensive. The low has been 9, you know, so... 29% return equity, 2.2% dividend. Um, it's going it, to, I, you know, I wouldn't buy it yet, Andre, Intel, because again, you want to see some, because it's been falling just like the rest of the market. You want to see some kind of sideways movement. You'll always hear me say that. When something's falling, you don't buy it while it's still falling. You wait for some sideways movement. Kind of waiting for the same thing in the whole market. Thanks for the call, Andre. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And if you've been listening to Invest Talk for a while, you have heard me say that I believe every investor should determine their individual risk tolerance. And a first step is building a portfolio. That is always a first step for building a portfolio. So you need to define your personal comfort zone. It is easy to do. Go to, uh, you know, to calibrate it, you just go to our free online tool at investtalk.com. Take the risk alize questionnaire. It's really short. But now I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. It's been another busy week for the markets, lots of news, and coronavirus uncertainty. But you're interested in achieving financial freedom, so you want and need unbiased investing guidance. You're in luck. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's taking your calls Live. Invest Talk, 88899 chart. Okay, this is uh, Invest Talk, everybody. And of course, you're listening to the Invest Talk radio show. I appreciate you being here. Um, 98% of the coronavirus cases in China, 98% of the coronavirus in China, the largest outbreak uh, outside of China is in Italy. But 98% of all the coronaviruses is in China. So now that's where it's still, you know, can you believe the Chinese numbers? Probably not. But we don't know how big it is there, really. We know what they're reporting. Now, Iran uh, Iran has a coronavirus problem as well. And remember, this country where people already distrust, do not trust their government. So I don't know. We don't know anything statistically about that. Five countries in Europe are now reporting cases of the virus. 
And there's been, because of this, you know, Italy, you know, what, they shut down half their country or something or, you know, restrict movement to try to contain it. I have a feeling it's going to be very difficult to contain. The problem is I think there's too much fear about it. I think too 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 much fear. I, I think you should fear it. I think we should be aware of it. But, you know, everybody's hyping it up too much. I'll call South Korea has an excellent health care system, but they have coronavirus. Officials there screened and tested 20,000 people. It turned out that 800 of them had the virus. So the virus is contagious, and it's pretty pretty easily contagious. I mean, it's pretty dangerous as far as that. Now, will it ultimately be any more dangerous than a, 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 one of the flu epidemics we've had in the past? Probably on, on scale, it's probably going to be the same, I would suspect. We'll find out. And, of course, you know, our health systems are going to come up with ways to deal with it. You know, if they don't come up with it, it's going to take months, though. Don't think they're going to come up with cures or anything right away. That's not happening. It takes them a long time. So, scientists are saying that, you know, there's a two-week incubation period, but that may be wrong, maybe longer. We need to see more evidence. So, just, you know, we have to start testing and doing all kinds of things. We've been very good, knock on wood, here in the United States so far. We'll see if that lasts. Because, you know, we have hardly anybody's got the darn thing. And, you know, we have pretty good health system. But South Korea does too, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, what I'm saying is, an investor, try to keep your keep calm, because the stocks you own are still going to be the companies that you own, right? The companies aren't going to go away. Now their earnings could be affected, and certain companies are going to be affected more. Some are going to benefit. Many of them won't, but some will. And how cheap do you let a stock go before you decide to buy it? How how, how far down is down? How far bottom? For instance, you know, take some of the big oil companies. I mean, paying six seven percent because the stock price is being crunched. Six per seven seven percent of as a dividend. I mean, how cheap is cheap? You know, that's 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 a difficult question to answer. But just be ready, be ready. Start, you know, gathering your cash, gathering your watch list. Be ready to get in. It may not. It could. We were discussing in, in today, and we said, "Well, is it going to take a week, a month, two months?" So it's between. We think between a, a month or three months. Somewhere in there is when this will all shake out. We'll see. On the next invest talk. This story. Volatility is causing some buyers to reallocate their holdings. One opinion offers protection plays for ETF investors. Give us a call. 888-99-CHART. In just two days, Steve Peasley will be in San Jose, California, meeting with InvestTalk listeners. His Thursday appointments are fully booked. Justin Klein will be in San Jose on March 20th. So don't delay. Learn how Justin can help you balance and optimize your portfolio. Register now at investtalk.com. Okay, let's go to Edgar in San Diego. He wants to talk about Ford. How you doing, Edgar? I'm great. How about you, Steve? Thank you so much for all the help you guys put out every day. That's really fantastic. I want to appreciate that. Yeah, I've been keeping my eyes on Ford and coming down, and I basically want to buy it for income. It looks like it it has about 7% uh, 
dividend. And I want to... After today, it's almost 8. What you think? 8%. Oh, is that right? 8. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, these stocks, stocks, some of the stocks are coming down, especially the dividend payers are coming down pretty hard. And they're therefore, percent of it, the dividends are going to stay the same, probably. Um, uh, the amount of dividend, remember, dividends are paid in dollars, everybody, not percentages. The percentage is just with a percentage of the, how much in dollars into the, how much the stock price is. And that gives you the percentage. And so Ford's now about 8%. So they're going to make a dollar twenty nine next year. It's a seven dollars and twenty three cent stock. Uh, it, you know, it, it, car companies are very cyclical, and we're at top the cycle, and so that's why they've been beaten up so much in a recent couple last couple of years. They haven't just done very much, but the dividend is really good. And I would think Ford is a pretty good. They don't have a lot of debt, so I think you know they have a quick, very good cash flow, three dollars and forty cents, and the stock's price is seven dollars twenty-three. So as far as if you buy it for the dividend, I think it'd be fine. But you know, I would wait till it calms down a little bit for the whole market to calm down before jumping in. Edgar, appreciate that call. John, San Jose, did you want to talk? Um, about hi, Steve. Thanks for thanks for taking my call. Um, I was calling about rig Transocean. Oil closed below $50 yes. a barrel, and um, uh, I've been shorting the stock for months, and I, I get out every day, and I jump back in and keep shorting it. I was seeing um, <laughs> what you think, and I keep shorting it. Yeah, uh, well, you know, the problem you're going to have on the short, for everybody else, shorting means he's, uh, he's betting that it's going to go down more, and as it goes down, he makes money, Okay. He wants to know if it's going to go down more, and even at at this price. Remember, the price now is three dollars and fifty six cents. I mean, that's pretty low. And when this gets low like that, it gets more difficult to short it. Um, they're right. going to lose forty nine cents, forty nine cents next year. This year, they're going to lose eighty two cents. I mean, the fundamentals tell you is probably going to continue down because we have a glut of oil and economies are slowing down. So. Right. So I think I think it'll continue down. I it wouldn't surprise me if it goes down further. This is all time low for the stock. I mean, we haven't seen it this low. It is, yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Well, I want to see what you thought. And, yeah. Good luck um, with that. I love, it. It's working I love for it, you. it when it opens uh, up uh, twenty thirty cents in the morning. Then I can jump in and short it quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Good strategy so far. Good luck with it. Let's go to another John in Hayward. He wants to talk about dollar cost averaging. John. Steve, thank you for taking my John? call. No problem. All right. Hey, listen, I got a situation where I sold a business, uh, and um, I took the money and put it in my uh, my uh, Vanguard account, and um, now I'm like out of balance as far as uh, stocks and bond and uh, fixed income. Uh, I'm way more heavy and, and light in equities. I just wondered uh, what your strategy would be if somebody like me that's 40% and, uh, in stocks and 60% in fixed and want to be the other way around, what kind of strategy would you uh, suggest at this point? Well, it's similar to where we are in our balanced income portfolio. We're not quite, we're like 55 and 35 and then cash. And what we decided to do in our stock on our meetings is we were, we were going to start taking some profits on the bonds. See, we buy the actual bonds and they've gone up and, and, 
tremendous uh, value. So I'm going to lock in the capital gains on some of those things. Um, and usually I hold the bonds to maturity. I don't sell them. But we're going to sell. We want to get down to a 50-50. We want to get down to 50% in bonds. And I would suggest that you you start doing that. You, you start producing some cash, okay, by selling your bonds. Not necessarily get down to your equities, but start selling your bonds back so you can get that cash ready to buy equities, right? Now, there are some possibilities out there, a couple of things I think we could buy right now, but we want to wait till the, you know, this particular fall stops. Now, is it going to stop now, tomorrow? Is it going to bounce? You know it's going to bounce. It definitely will bounce. But where from? When? Uh, may not be tomorrow, but it could easily be tomorrow. But you, since we don't know and you don't know, you could take you know, the dollar cost average approach and just every couple of weeks buy something. You know what I mean? Buy a position of something you like. And so that way, that's how you probably should do it. Just keep buying slowly into the market. Now, if you're listening to Invest Talk on a regular basis, you know that Justin and I have often warned about the dangers of IPOs, initial public offerings. So as we go to break, here's the trivia question. Companies across the globe are putting their planned IPO offerings on ice. Year to date, so what is the percentage of drop-offs in the IPO? How so far, how, how fast is it dropping off? And compare it with last year, maybe. Okay? I'll have the answer for you after the break. But now we're taking your market and financial questions live, 888-99-CHART. Uh, appreciate your uh, show and your uh, educational value of it. Invest Talk is here to help. Thanks. And we thank you for listening. Your typical workday can be very busy. Assignments, appointments, responsibilities, obligations. Sometimes you start early and end late. For that reason alone, you may already be looking to the future, to a period when your money, your accumulated assets are working for you and ultimately creating financial freedom. There are many voices suggesting financial planning services, but there's one company, one firm that offers a balanced variety of strategically designed investment plans. One firm that applies decades of experience to enable a client personalized collaboration. One firm that can show you how to optimize an investment portfolio that fits your lifestyle objectives and risk tolerance limitations. One firm that speaks with a clear, logical, and unbiased voice. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial or visit kppfinancial.com. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I asked a trivia question. Companies across the globe are putting their planned initial public offerings on ice. Year to date, so so far. Okay, putting so far, year to date. So what is the percentage drop-off on IPO activity compared with last year? 
So here's the answer. Companies across the globe are putting their plants, you know, on hold uh, as the spread of the coronavirus rocks the equity markets. I don't think they were doing that before this came out, though. They were already slowing down. So I can't blame all of it on the coronavirus. But it did dampen investors' appetite. They did. The value of global deal-making has already sunk to a six-year low this year, despite the announcement of several big deals last week spanning multiple sectors and geographies. There have been just $119 billion worth of deals this year to date. That's a 49% fall compared with the same period last year, according to the financial data provided by Refinity. Okay, 49% fall, about a 50% fall. The global head of mergers and acquisitions for an international law firm has said that despite the strong finish to 2019, deal-making momentum was immediately impeded by the U.S.-Iran tensions, followed by concerns about economic slowdown due to coronavirus. So 50% fall off, guys, 50%. That seems like a pretty good jump. Vitality in Atlanta called, and he wants to talk about VNQ. Vitaly? Yes, hey, how are you doing? Good. Um, yeah, I had a Go question ahead. about VNQ. Uh, I bought a put option um, in June of last year because I was kind of expecting a recession, uh, possibly late of last year or uh, in 2020, but... I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but um, so the VMQ um, has, you know, been going up and up, and um, as of, you know, the last two days or so, it's finally um, kind of, you know, uh, hasn't done so good, which is good for me, being in a put option, but I'm just wondering if this is an option, uh, if this is a uh, spot for me to kind of get out of it um, while I can, or if you think if I should stay in the put that I own that expires of uh, January of next year. I think you stay with it for a little while. I think the coronavirus is still going to do more damage. Okay, uh, so it's only the markets have only fell fallen about six six and a half percent or so from their high. Um, I think they're going to go to ten, possibly to fifteen percent uh, from their high, and that should drag down your VNQ some more. So I'd wait. I, I'd wait a little while. I think it, you'll get a bit better deal. Vitaly, thanks for the call. VNQ, everybody. It's a put option. Let's go to Mac in Alhambra, Alameda. How you doing, Mac? How's it going out there in Alameda? You want to talk about uh, UPS? Yeah. Looks like it's at a 52-week low. Is it? Let's see. UPS. Let me put some. uh, Yeah. Looks like it to me, too. Yeah, right. In June of last year, it got down to like 91 or so, and it's at 93.90 now. So there's your last support for this last year, and it looks like it's going to overbought territory, so it might bounce shortly, just like the rest of the market. Um you know, one of the problems is they're competing with Amazon these days, right? Amazon's delivery and UPS, of course, is a you know package delivery company. But their earnings yeah. are, look pretty good. They're going to make $8.51. It's gone up 8% next year. gone up 5% this year. And it's a $93 stock, so it's around, what, 12, 13 PE? And that's the low of its five-year range. And it's paying 4.3% dividend. Do you want to buy it, Mac? 
Well, what about the it? dividend? I heard that they might be suspending the dividend. Is that correct? Maybe this is why. Why would they it. suspend it? The, the cash flow is still very strong. Uh, I don't. Uh, well, I haven't heard that. Um, I haven't read anything about that. Uh, that would be a problem if they did. But I'll tell you this: they have plenty of money to to support it, but they do also have a lot of debt. Maybe they want to address their debt. I don't know. But it looks like they have plenty of money. Cash flow is nine dollars and thirty-four cents a share, and they're only paying four percent dividend, and that's three dollars and something. So they shouldn't shouldn't cut it. Appreciate the call, Mac. It should be okay. Thanks for the call, Adam Sacramento. He wants to talk about MNK. They had some news out. Did you see that, uh, Mac? I did. Adam? Yeah. Hey, hi, Steve. Yeah, I called to you. I think about two or three days ago regarding the same stock, and uh, I was looking to. To buy it again and want to know what you thought. Well, you know, the news came out. MMK, everybody, it's UK-based developer of branded pharmaceuticals to treat a wide variety of health conditions, but they got caught up in the opioid problem, and they said they have a, they, they think they might have a deal for one point something billion dollars. Remember, it's only a 400, $400 million stock, so, but it would mean that they would file Chapter 11, not Chapter 7. Chapter 11 means they reorganize and come out. Chapter 7 means they go out of business completely. But they have too much valuable patents and things. So they want to spread the money out over a number of years. So the stock actually jumped up sharply today, uh, up 14%. Um, should you buy it? Well, it's above the 200-day moving average now. Uh, I bought it now. Yeah. I think it's a toughie. That's a toughie because <laughs> if it moves up tomorrow, then I, I would definitely be in the clear and maybe you should buy some. But um, it's already come off its bottom around $2 a share a few months ago. So now it's at $4.75. I think they're going to survive. I'll tell you that, Adam. I think they will, and I have always thought they would. And even if they follow file bankruptcy, I think the stock price is you know low enough. They make five dollars. They're going to make five or six dollars a share in earnings. That's still not. That's not going away. They're still going to make it. So all they do is new. You know, I think the stock is worth probably nine or ten dollars. So yeah, I, I I might consider buying. I won't buy it because you know I already bought it and I sold half, took half some profits in my four one k. But I don't you know it's a pretty high risk play, pretty high risk. Adam, I think you just got to roll the dice, not with a, not with very much money, but take a shot. Good luck with it. My main talking point today concerns this report. Some of the world's biggest economies may be on the brink of recession as a coronavirus compound, uh, outbreak compounds pre-existing weakness. We're talking about pre-existing economic weakness in various countries. For instance, Japan, fourth quarter, shrank 1.6%. 1.6% in the fourth quarter. Shrank their GDP. Shrank. Okay, how about Europe? Germany, the biggest economy in Europe, ground to a halt right before the coronavirus outbreak set it. In other words, zero growth. Now they're now they're going coronavirus is going to affect it negatively. What about here in the United States? Well, it's probably going to chop off some of our growth. I'm pretty convinced of that. Uh, I think we'll still grow, but it's going to chop off some of our growth. Hong Kong, Singapore, 
you know, they're going to be suffering. Uh, Malaysia, they're going to be suffering. Over there in the emerging market area, in that Asia area, they're all going to be a problem for everybody there. Because they're already weak. They weren't strong. And in China, may knock off about two points off their GDP from, what, six to four? Whatever, there was six point something, four point something. I, I can see that easily happening. Easily. So, um, that's what we're looking at. You're not, you're looking at some pretty painful moves here. Pretty painful. Okay, 888-99-CHART is my number, 888-992-4278. Whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about, as long as it's financial. My main talking point was, you know, this coronavirus and how it's affecting economies around the world. And you notice that the oil prices have come way down because of, well, think about it. What are they doing to try to prevent it? They're shutting down, they put, you know, they shut down a whole 11 million people's city, 11 million people's city in China, Italy, you know, shut down part of their country. No movement. Well, does that does not know how to affect oil and gasoline and jet fuel and yeah, sure does. Okay, um, let's talk about some of the the different uh, things in the medicine field, top medicine technologies. One thing you're going to have to look at in the future is artificial intelligence will dominate this field. They're going to be, you know, they can get data mining, uh, you know, because you get all this information, all this information like the coronavirus and all, but we're talking about every sickness and illness. um, And they're going to start data mining that to try to predict where people will be ill and then take advantage of that one way or another by producing more, moving more drugs to that area or whatever. Also, health sensors, trackers, and devices, implantable and non-implantable. That's going to be a big item in the next 10 years. And chatbots, online doctors. So you're going to have, that's going to continue to be more and more and more. Online doctors where, you know, you can set, you know, they can monitor you from your computer to their computer and talk to you. That's going to be big coming up really is. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you're making the right choices with your money and your 401k. Candidly speaking, unless you have a lot of time to study fundamentals and trends, it's pretty difficult to know just when to move in and out, when to take advantage of a correction or not, you know, when to try to move toward being more conservative. And that, you know, that's something that you have to think about. We have a tool to help you with your 401k called the Active 401k at investtalk.com. And you can go to investtalk.com and learn more about it. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. The countdown continues in just two days. Steve Peasley will be in San Jose, California, meeting with Talk listeners. His Thursday appointments are fully booked, but you will have a second chance to get your personalized, no-cost, and no-obligation portfolio reviews from KPP Financial. Justin Klein will be in San Jose on March 20th. So don't delay. Learn how Justin can help you balance and optimize your portfolio. Register now at investtalk.com. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Keith from Redondo Beach. Thank you for the show. It continues to be awesome. Steve, on a show earlier, you said that you have a low-risk program that can produce 5% per year 
without touching your principal and without being in the stock market. So question for you, with treasuries at less than 2%, corporate bonds at, oh, 3-ish percent, I'm curious how you do that, unless you get into junk bonds, but then that wouldn't be a low or no risk approach. So you've said, and I agree, that if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, and with most people, I would assume this is too good to be true, but I find you guys to be pretty much entirely trustworthy. So I'm curious, how do you do that? Thanks a lot. I'll listen on the podcast. Bye-bye. Well, how do you do that? You still stay with your quality bonds, but you go out more years. We've had to stretch the bond ladder out to like almost seven years now. And I think our last year, our, our um, I'm talking about 2019, the net return is 4.98% in our bond ladder. It's all bond ladder. Um, and But we had to stretch it out to longer years to try to get that. And believe me, it's not easy. This year, I have a feeling our yield's going to go down I, I just, because of the... You know, especially this coronavirus has driven down the interest rates. So what that does also, though, you got to think about it. Uh, it also drives the price of the existing bonds you have up. And we've been taking a few certain strategic uh, increase, capital capital appreciation increase on these bonds. But once we get that money, we got to go out and go on a longer yield to get more return. So that can't last forever. Pretty soon, uh, uh, we're still getting high 4%, you know, 4.7 to 4.9 in that range. But you have to go out further more years. That's how you do it. And you, you go to right there at the triple B. You, know, the, you go right to the, the, the quality breakoff for the, the bonds, you know, where it goes below that, it turns to junk. Above that, it is not junk. But we also look at, our, for our companies, we also look at the financials to make sure they're strong. So you, that's what you got to do. You got to stretch out a little bit longer, and you got to go to the bottom rung of the quality bonds to try to get that 5%, but still stay with quality. Hope that answer, that should answer your question. Okay, we tried to fit in more, and we go, we got to move pretty quick. Uh, so let's fit in one more caller. Hey, how you doing? Looking at two stocks, Cheesecake Factory, C-A-K-E, and Coca-Cola, K-O. Looking to get into those for the long term. Interested in your opinion. Thank you. Well, Coca-Cola is a blue-chip, long-term stock that will, you know, you can't go wrong with Coca-Cola. Cheesecake Factory, I'm always a little skittish about restaurants because, you know, Cheesecake Factory is one of the better ones. I mean, it's one of the high-quality restaurant chains out there. But if you're going to give me a choice, I'd go with Coca-Cola. They pay a 2.8% dividend, and just when they finish with their correction, I think it'd be a good one to get into as a blue-chip core holding. Okay, this is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. That's the goal, and our work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in now 888 99 chart. On the next Invest Talk, this story volatility is causing some buyers to reallocate their holdings. Protection plays for ETF investors amidst coronavirus jitters. That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, but he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve 
888-99-CHART. Okay, we're going to talk about ExxonMobil with Jay in Fremont. Jay, are you there? Yeah, yeah. hi, Steve. Uh, Steve, I wanted to know if ExxonMobil is a good buy right now or RDS, RDSB, Royal Dutch Shell. Which one is a good buy right now? Thank you. I think ExxonMobil is a pretty good buy. Remember, oil has gotten very low, and the coronavirus has uh, been taking its toll. Um, and we're now looking at a, P, uh, a dividend of 6.4%, um, and they're going to make $3.76 ne- next year. I wouldn't buy it just this second, though. I would wait till it, you know, because it's still affect the coronavirus, the fall off, the correction that we're having is still in place. And oil has been correcting for a year, so uh, the oil companies. So I'd still be patient. Um, one thing you've got to think about, everybody, about oil, big oil or any oil. The world is a, is, has a glut of oil right now, and the future, down 10, 20, 30 years down the road, uh, is not positive for oil because everybody's thinking about clean energy and how to produce it. But I think that's a long way down the road. I think oil will recover here in the next few months. Uh, this next year, you know, unless, unless the whole world goes into a recession, um, then it will get weaker. But I'm thinking that's going to be even a better buying opportunity. So if you do buy some, Jay, you might want to wait just before, you know, let it bounce a little bit, at least one or two days before you enter it. It's oversold, so it's going to bounce. It really is. Good luck with it, Jay. Hope it works for you. Exxon Mobil, everybody. X-O-M. I love that dividend, 6.4%. That's why you buy. You don't buy it for cap appreciation. You buy it for the dividend. You just got to buy it right. When everybody hates something, when everybody hates it, that's when you buy it. Does everybody hate oil? Is it hate? Is that hate enough? Because no one likes big oil. No one likes oil companies, energy companies at this point. So that makes me kind of think we should be buying them. How about you? What do you think? Okay, in your 50s, if we have a recession and you're in your 50s, you better be ready for it because clearly there's age discrimination. And people in their 50s or higher wanting to return to the to the working market after they've been laid off is very difficult. Very difficult. Only 50% ever return to the labor market. When you're in your 50s and you're laid off due to recession or whatever, only 50% ever return to labor, the market because they can't find jobs. They have a hard time finding jobs. And when they do find jobs, it's at less than what you were making. Only 10% of those laid off people find another job that pays as much as the one they were laid off from. So... You got to be prepared. If you work for somebody else or work for a company that has routine layoffs, and you're one of the victims at some point, and the older you are, the more difficult it's going to be to try to find a job. And this is more, much more worse in the technology area, Silicon Valley. You older people that are tech people, you're going to have a hard time finding a job because they want just the young minds. So be very careful. All you need to do is prepare. Knowing the facts helps you prepare. It means start saving money. Start, you know, putting lots of money away quickly. Don't, don't, don't think. Well, I got plenty of years to work. May not. You may not. 
You know, the half the people at 65 years old that uh, are not working are, are, are not by choice, either health reasons or laid off or whatever. They want to keep working, but they don't. They can't. No one wants them. Be careful, everybody. That's all I'm, all I'm suggesting. All I'm suggesting. Okay, have we lost control of the coronavirus? Well, 132 cases came up in Italy. Three deaths. That's all. Now, that report came over the weekend, and that freaked out the market. 132 cases freaked out. Why? Because it spread. It spread to another country. 763 cases in South Korea, seven deaths. 35 cases in the U.S., no deaths. 80,000 people so far worldwide with 2,600 deaths. That's what it is right now. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. I will be here tomorrow. In the meantime, I invite you to access our free library of condensed podcasts at Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or InvestTalk.com. You can listen, review, rate. Please do. I really appreciate it. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART.